That is how you do it, yeah. boys and girls. Let me do it one more time. Go, Pack, go. Uh, the Green Bay Packers rolling into Big D and Big Keep D and Big rolling, D. Rolling, we got to find those headlines from Friday. Which ones uh, were the? Uh, I don't think we any. I don't think we had any Aaron Jones headlines. Well, yours we? was redacted, which yeah. Dak did not have a good game. Had the yards, but boy, did he have some bad uh, bad turnovers. You're right, uh, right about that. The Packers win again, four and one. Knights bounce back after the uh, the loss uh, last week to. Philadelphia that had maybe some of us questioning the start to this season, but they bounce back big time, get the win. Packers now four and one atop the NFC North. How about this one? I still can't believe it, Ebo. The game of the year thus far now for Dal for for the Packers after Dallas will be Packers Lions. That's pretty crazy, man. Very crazy. What are the Lions? Uh, they are a team that is a half game behind the Packers in the standings, and yeah. Monday night next week will be. Uh, We'll, we'll be for the division lead. Not, uh, you know, not, not, uh, not, the, not the Bears, not the Vikings. Nope. The Packers and the Lions. Lions. Um, Vikings got a bounce back win yesterday. Not too hard against the Giants, though. Right. Bears um, lost in London to the Raiders. Hilarious. Uh, we've been asking the question um, all morning on, on Twitter. Kind of, We were going to do a poll, but I mean, we couldn't. There's more than four choices, I think, right now of uh, who do you think is the best team in the NFC? Because certainly I now think the Packers, we agree the Packers are in the discussion. Are they the best team uh, right now in the NFC, Evo? I I don't know that I can go that far, but I don't know that that's crazy to put that out there. No. You know what's concerning about the Packers, though? You got, you know, Corey Lindsley with a concussion. Darnell Savage, uh, you know, tweaked his ankle. Kevin King. Well, Kevin King's always hurt. He hurt his knee. Uh, Zadarius Smith. How many times did Zadarius Smith go down on the field? First it was cramps, then it was... What, three times at least? I think I a few remember. of those were wink, wink, I'm hurt, yeah. um, which everyone does it. I mean, I know the Cowboys are getting annoyed. And that's when it. they were up by like 28. Right. He's like, get me off this field. Ray Lewis needs to – do we do Ray Lewis D-bag of the week? Well, we're going to get – yeah, I, I think uh, we'll talk – I mean, it certainly helped. I mean, it, it, it was definitely a motivator for, for Zadarius Smith yesterday, if you didn't see the – uh, The Ray Lewis sack Ray dance. Lewis comments. That was it. funny. Uh, Desarius Smith is like fastly becoming my favorite Packer. He's my favorite Packer. Uh, He's the man. Let me ask both you guys, uh, 608-321-1670. Uh, again, you know, San Francisco is the last undefeated team now in the NFC, but, but I just, you know, I can't buy it. Um, you know, Philadelphia has got two losses, but they beat the Packers and they're looking better. I mean, can you, can you include a two loss team? As the best team, or do you go with the the, the, the two four and one teams right now? That's the Packers. That's the Saints. Or excuse me, three four and one teams. Got to throw the Seahawks in there. Like, I think those are the leading candidates, right? I mean, the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year, but they've lost two in a row and have looked pretty yeah. bad doing it. Todd Gurley's like, got bad knees. Um, I, I you know the Cowboys. Everybody was in love with to start the season, but they've now lost two in a row, and the Packers just beat them up. You can't put them in the discussion. So, like, I don't know. I don't know that it's not Green Bay right now is the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, you can make the case, but I lean I lean Seahawks. I think see, Russell Wilson, man, in a Thursday night football game. He was special. What he and his quarterback rating right now is what Aaron Rodgers said the best quarterback rating of all time. What was that said at? Well, whatever it was, Russell Wilson's four points ahead of him right now. Uh, Russell Wilson is absolutely incredible what he's doing in this regular season. And he has just got – he's a weird dude, but he can win. And when I watched him beat the the Rams Thursday Night Football, I was like, my God, the Seahawks 
are just getting it done. And I like Pete Carroll as a head coach, too. Don't like him chewing gum, Joe, but I love Pete Carroll as a head coach. Russell Wilson, I can make the case that the Seahawks are the best team because as of right now, the Packers, I think Aaron Rodgers will get it together. Aaron Rodgers said after the game that that was his best game of the season. Do you buy that? Well, yeah, because I think we're in a world of— No touchdowns and 238 yards? That's his best game? Well, yeah, because they won. Like I, in the world of fantasy football, no, and we're conditioned that we think I'm of everything. Not thinking about stands. fantasy football. Um, I, don't I don't think, think Aaron Rodgers his... in the second half. He Aaron Rodgers looked like he's more busy trying to argue with Matt Lafleur than actually continue a See, drive. You're falling into that trap. No, I, did you? I don't think they're always the arguing. second half of the season. The second half of the game yesterday, the offense was outside of Aaron Jones, awful. It was in that awful, and that's why the the Cowboys kept coming back in the game, back in the game, back in the game. Because there could not be a sustained drive outside of Aaron Jones touching the ball. But I, what I'm trying to say is, I think Aaron Rodgers in that offense, once Devontae Adams comes back, you'll see a, a vintage Roger game, games where he wins it and starts gelling with the offense. So, okay, so then who? But right now, I think the Seahawks are the best. Well, to, so Russell Wilson, to your question or your statement is 126. Yeah. Is his passer rating. That's that's insane. Yeah, I think Rodgers has the single season record. I think it was 122. So, yeah, Russell Wilson's on pace right now to have the best. Uh, passer rating season of all time. Uh, all right, Nelson, who's the best team in the NFC right now? My opinion, it's got to be the Saints. Just because of their total roster, that roster is probably the most well-rounded in the NFC, maybe even in the, the whole sport of football itself, and you're getting Drew Brees back. Now, it's not Drew Brees of a few years ago, little older, little less arm strength, but he's still cognitively one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Just wait till Drew Brees comes back. I feel like that's going to be a machine. Yeah, I, I probably I, I like Seattle a lot. I like Green Bay a lot. I think that's a that's a good fight between those two for who's the second best right now. But I would probably say the Saints. I'm with with you, Nelson. A, they have the best. I know Seattle in the 12th man is pretty good. But I, I when that thing gets rolling, I think that that place is the hardest place to play. So I think they have maybe the best home field advantage, and they're they're. They're doing it right now with the backup. I mean, I can't imagine if New Orleans wins. If Say it's two more weeks that Breeze is out and the Saints win two more games and Breeze comes back and they're 6-1, and one, the momentum that the Saints would have would be tough to combat right now. Um, and to your point, Nelson, yeah, I mean, you probably have the most balanced roster uh, up to down in New Orleans. So I would I mean, put the Saints play- one, and I would have a real good argument on who's second best right now between Seattle and Green Bay. They have one loss, and it's to the Rams, who were just in the Super Bowl last year, and Drew Brees was hurt, what, like right. the second drive of the game? Yeah, he got hurt mid-games. And I know he, Bridgewater was terrible that game, but that's tough to go in on the fly. Since he's been named the starter, he hasn't lost. And, and they beat the Seahawks as one of the teams. They beat the Cowboys. Right. And he had more, and, and Bridgewater had more than 14 and a half fantasy points yesterday, too. <laughs> and so Bridgewater don't forget, stinks. Don't forget about that. He still stinks. <laughs> Bridgewater was balling. A broken yesterday. clock is right twice a day, Joe. And that was his day. <laughs> well, he was right like four times, but yes, yeah, two points really well taken. I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. I think that's funny. That was from the fantasy zone, by the way. And, uh, See, I think it would no. go, I agree with you guys on the Saints, too, but I mean, I, can, I think I can say the Packers are the third best team in the NFC. Saints and Seahawks interchangeable at number one, number two. You can flip, flip them either or. And then Packers, number three. Well, and then when you talk about, like, you look at the talent, like the Saints are like have an all-star roster. But when you look at Green Bay, and you were talking about without Devontae Adams, Ebo, you're right. 
what is their offense without Devontae Adams, yet they still found a way yesterday to score 34 points. So I would almost say that that makes the Packers better because they don't have an Alvin Kamara. They don't have a Michael Thomas. They don't have all these superstar stud weapons that, like, say, a scene that the Saints does. They have one. I know Devontae Adams is great, but yet they still found a way to put up points. So to your point, like, yeah, in a, like if Aaron Jones... If yeah, that, just, just Aaron Jones. Right. Well, I'm just saying if there's a week now where... Aaron Jones does that again, and you have Devontae Adams. That's why the Saints two years ago were just destroying sure. everybody because Alvin Kamara was the best running back in the NFL two years ago, and Michael Thomas was one of the five best wide receivers, and then you had one of the three best quarterbacks. Just, so if you have one of the five best running backs in Jones, one of the five best running backs and or wide receivers in Adams, and a five best quarterback in Rodgers, that's how you win. That's, it was so insane to me that the Cowboys, and I'm sure they tried to, and it was probably the game plan, the second half adjustments, was stop Aaron Jones. The Packers' offense was literally one dimension. Give the ball to Aaron Jones. Outside of that, what was even accomplished by the Packers' offense? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if I can't believe the Cowboys just didn't stop Aaron Jones. What other big play do you remember besides maybe Rodgers hitting one guy in the first half? I forget what it is. Who well, it was. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it was I, literally just, if you stopped Aaron Jones, the Cowboys would have won. But they couldn't do it. That's why it's awesome. You get Devontae Adams back, then you got the one-two punch. The Cowboys hurt themselves in that first half, and the Packers took advantage. Yeah, I mean, they, they the Packers, like Evo, you said it earlier, the, I don't think their defense is great, but it is opportunistic. They got three interceptions. And, you know, the, and the timing of it was when every time they needed a big play, they got it. They got it. And that's, you know, you don't have to be stat. You don't, you don't have to be a team that only gives up three points or 50 yards a game. Sometimes you you have to make plays when they matter. And, yeah, like just about every time the Packer defense needed to step up yesterday, they made a big play. But then the question for today is, you know, can they sustain that? Can they be that defense all season long? And, yes, can there be – like last week, Aaron Jones had 19 yards. Rodgers had 420, and they lost. This week, Rodgers has 200 yards. Jones has 180. They blow him out. So like when uh, you know when does that balance out one way or the other? I mean, do you I mean do you always talk about like the perfect balance? Should they be 50-50? Should Rodgers be getting 250 yards every week and Jones 100 yards and then they'll never lose? Like what is the perfect mix for them to be successful? I mean, I think it looks like they don't really need a perfect mix. They just find a guy think something that's working and keep pounding it and don't go away from it. That was, you know, the Aaron Jones show yesterday. And uh, some someone's got to step up outside of Devontae Adams. That's that's my one concern of the offense is, you know, Rodgers doesn't really have the weapons, and I think he's getting a little too older. Those injuries might be catching up with him. Now he needs a, another weapon because we used to say Rodgers makes the wide receiver. Now I think Rodgers needs a weapon to help make him have a good game. So someone's got to step up. I don't know who it is. Once Devontae's back, you know, another dimension on that offense. But Aaron Jones and Devontae, outside of that, is this, did Jimmy Graham find the fountain of youth? I mean, he's been better. He looked but a lot better. He, he's not what he. I he mean, looked a lot better yesterday. Yeah. He's a. I mean, he's a decent. He's a top fifteen, maybe seventy-five yards. Seven. Tight end. He only missed one catch. He was seven for eight, seventy-five yards. He was blocking. He actually yeah. looked like he was oh, a good he, tight end. He's been good the last couple weeks. But to your point, like who? Or I'm sorry, he's three for three. Um, who's who's the uh, the the weapon after? I mean, I don't know that you know if you're the Lions now. 
and you're scheming for next week, and if Devontae Adams doesn't play, are, are you? If you're the Lions, are you saying, "Well, we got to stop Jimmy Graham." I mean, he's good. I, I don't think know the if Packers you... need to give Robert Tanyan some more play. He's definitely well, he got he hurt. Had one catch, and then he gets hurt. He he's hurt. your most athletic tight end, and he he's hardly hurt, ever getting playing time because he can't. Apparently, he can only he's only good for one catch. Uh, I like Robert Tanya. That was a hell of a catch. That was a but, sick catch. But then he got hurt. Uh, uh, by the way. Uh, Who didn't get hurt, though, yesterday? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so we have this Ray Lewis thing. I got to get to this uh, Snoop Dogg concert <laughs> at Kansas football Hilarious. game. This is just like the world we live in now where we all have to like live in our little private bubbles and anything that does anything remotely offensive. Uh, now, I mean, if, if there's not like a more chill dude than Snoop Dogg, I would be challenged to find it. Now, now even Snoop Dogg is getting uh, picked on by the media for his uh, concert. Just trying to do a nice thing. I mean, Kansas. When the hell has Kansas football been relevant so they can have a Snoop Dogg concert? And poor old Snoop Dogg's getting yelled at. But we'll get to Kansas. that. Would uh, you say they're relevant now to have a Snoop Dogg concert? I, I mean, either that or Snoop Dogg's a big Les Miles fan. Or they just I, had a big check to give him. Well, it could be that, too. Hey, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor's a really good student. I saw uh, a story that, you know, about his uh, recruitment from, like, Harvard and a lot of the Ivy League schools. He's a smart guy, and he had a really good game. I don't know if you saw that on Saturday, RJ. He set the school record for touchdowns. He's pretty good. Five total touchdowns in a game. Uh, You know, you're going up against one of the worst rushing, or the worst rushing defense in the NCAA. Uh, 186 yards. Uh, rushing four touchdowns, what, what, 29 yards receiving did it end up being? Yes. Um, with uh, another touchdown. So, yeah, they're they're feeding him to get his Heisman stats up, and uh, the receiving game is probably helping his uh, NFL draft stock here too. So uh, if we have a season that doesn't end with a another averaging 2,000 yards uh, a season, uh, we'll know why, and it's because his, they're uh, displaying his total package so he can uh, get a better draft stock. And um, you know what? I'm not, I'm not mad about it. So RJ, uh, use yeah. your use your crystal ball. So the FBS record is 39 touchdowns held by former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball. Jonathan Taylor is on pace to score 42 this season. Does he? Well, those do are it? rushing touchdowns. Yes. Though, so does he do it? I don't. I don't, I don't know. And if he does, if he does, does he win the Heisman? Um, well, I, I saw somebody put up some stats about uh, him comparing Ron Dane's Heisman. I saw season, that too. And he, he's kind of pacing ahead of that in total touchdowns and total yards. So, uh, and I think that's kind of a a better stat nowadays than just a, a straight line running back. And uh, you know, I, I would love to say yes, but I think what only someone outside of a quarterback has won twice since 2000 uh i'm gonna say no he's not gonna win it and it's solely because because he's not a quarterback doesn't care that's a quarter like it's a popular popularity contest that goes to the uh quarterback with the best stats on the best team well that's okay. all this award is now and you're 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 mo- for the most part, RJ. You're right. The one comeback you could have to that, or the one argument you can make pro Taylor is he has certainly gotten himself into the into the. I think he's a finalist as of right now. One of the oh, guys absolutely. he's one of the guys he's competing against uh, for the Heisman. He's competing against on the field in, in two and a half weeks. 
could you say that would at some level be an elimination game with, with Fields and, and Taylor? Like, if Wisconsin goes into Columbus and wins, you probably take Fields off the list and you bump Taylor up. Um, or if Wisconsin loses, now if they lose close and he still has 170 yards, I don't know that he, he's out of it. I mean, if he has 54 yards and Ohio State wins 31-7, I think you in the Heisman campaign. But could you argue that Boys. that heads-up battle in three weeks in Columbus could almost be an elimination game for Fields and, and Taylor for the Heisman? Um, maybe if both of them get to the the Big Ten championship game, that's where your uh, elimination game would be, I think. Um, because quite frankly, if it's a close game and either one or the reason that their team is in it, um, they're, they're going to stay in there and they, they'd have to have some, uh, uh, what's his face at Clemson kind of games where it's just like, Ooh, he's taking a step back to fall off a list like this. So if they're still putting up big numbers, uh, whoever ends up losing, I think you're still going to see them on that list. Uh, it's just more or less of a, if it's a big letdown kind of game for either one of them, you'll see them drop and, uh, maybe fall out of that top five. Boys, I have it. I figured it out. Trends are our friends, right? Correct. Correct. All right. So 1999, who won the Heisman? Ron Dane. That's a running back. I'm going to throw out 2005 because it's vacated because it doesn't fit my argument here, but 1999, (laughs) that was Reggie Bush. 1999, Ron Dane wins it. 2009. Mark Ingram Jr. wins it as a running back. Ten years. What's the next ten years? Twenty nineteen. So Jonathan Taylor so the media, wins yeah. the running the Heisman as a running back. So they get quarterback who, fatigue who every ten years. Oh in, yeah, there you go. Who won it in eighty nine? That would be if it's a running back. Taylor's got it. Oh, it's quarterback. Andre Ware. Oh, um, but we don't go right, back. Had, twenty years. We'll celebrate twenty years. Ninety nine. Ron Dane. Two thousand nine. Mark Ingram. 2019, Jonathan Taylor. We there don't. We throw I'll, out 2005. 2005 yeah, vacated. <laughs> well, yeah, it has been, and technically that guy never played college football. I don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, right. Uh, visiting with our, our Badger insider, RJ. All right, so RJ, the, the morning of the Michigan game, uh, when we were doing our segment for the pregame show, I said if they won that game, they would be undefeated going into Ohio State. They obviously won that game. Now you have Michigan State uh, still coming up. Um Wisconsin, by the way, opening up as a 10-point favorite. I think they'll beat Illinois, but whatever they want to beat Illinois by next week. So assuming they get through Sparty, um, it, that that's set up. Uh, do you see anything holding that back right now be, for it being an undefeated Wisconsin versus an undefeated Ohio State uh, on, on October 26th? You know, uh, Michigan State defensively, I think, uh, matches up pretty well with Wisconsin, what we put out on the offensive side of the ball. Um and, so this game, I'm surprised it's 10, probably mostly because people just watched what Ohio State did to, to Michigan State, uh, and Michigan State kind of held them in check for most of the game. Um, it, it And it was just turnovers hurt them, and it's, uh, yeah, Michigan State defense worries me. It has for a while, uh, ever since Antonio took over there, uh, even after Narduzzi left for Pitt. But uh, it, it should be. Probably, in looking at everything, this will be one of our closer games. But I still think uh, I'm with you, Badgers. Get the victory at home. Uh, head on over to uh, Illinois, which could end up being a trap game. But the way this team's playing, um, I don't think the defense 
will allow that to be a trap game. Uh, and I do think the Badgers roll into Columbus, Ohio, undefeated. Uh, and then you have the final piece of the puzzle, RJ, before that, which would be the Big Ten West. And, I mean, I tried to tell you guys, RJ, you got to listen to your boy that Michigan was going to win that game. Now, Iowa was certainly in it. You know, they play Penn State this weekend. That's a monster game in, in Iowa City. Um, but with Michigan beating Iowa, I mean, it, it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's, it's still Wisconsin-Iowa in the Big Ten West. But, you know, with Iowa losing that game, now you have Penn State coming in. If Iowa loses that game... Uh, I mean, they're in a big hole now in the Big Ten West. Well, yeah, you have two undefeated teams still in the Big Ten West. And, I mean, looking at Minnesota's schedule, they could end up being 8-0 and uh, before things are said and done. So, uh, yeah, it, I mean, Iowa totally laid an egg there. I thought, you know, they kind of out-schemed themselves offensively and didn't try to – pound the ball as much as they could against Michigan when every other team that's faced them so far outside of Rutgers has been able to have success uh, running the ball against them. So, uh, you know, yeah, you have a good quarterback in Nate Stanley, uh, but sometimes if something's so blatant in your face and you, you know, kind of mix in too much of the pass, that can absolutely hurt you. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll have you in studio for Is it homecoming for, for coming up, right? Yeah. Homecoming. Are oh, you got big plans for big, homecoming? Big plans? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, it's, it's a little different when, what do you guys do? Don't you get together for a like, dinner or something? Uh, no. Oh, is that something else you guys did? Where all the football yeah. guys get together? My bad. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's for, uh, the spring game. Oh, the that's what the spring it is. Game. They always invite everybody in for practice and then uh the game so well yeah. uh study hard rj great stuff as always we look forward to uh mr two segment uh in studio on friday and get some homecoming yeah. plans my god it sounds boring for you <laughs> he's got <laughs> the zone boys pregame back yeah, from after that, yeah. you, need some, you need some homecoming plans after that rj well it's going to the game yeah after the game i said oh we'll, we'll, we'll you get you right that. we'll talk all okay. week we'll figure out something for you okay sounds good thank, thank you arch <laughs> You guys. There he is, our badger. And so RJ, he'll be back with us uh, on Friday, as I said, in studio for his uh, normal two segments. I had a great weekend. Uh, yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, Badgers blowing it out on Saturday. Packers winning yesterday. Even the rain didn't bring me down on Saturday. Apparently, it didn't bring anybody down. We were just talking during the it was break. Lit downtown. Good job, Badger fans, showing up for a meaningless non conference game in a uh, pouring rainstorm, yet it was packed. Downstown, and uh, thanks everyone who showed up for the Zone Blitz pregame bash. The Joe and Ebel Holes of Glory. That is where it's at. That might have been the best, my best so of the weekend. The Joe and Ebel quarterback challenge, but we on the fly. Did RJ think of this, or was that you, Nelly? That no, well, see, we said glory hole and everything. Yeah, RJ, we were saying glory hole. And then holes. RJ said it by accident, and then you and I were on air, we pounced on it like, no, 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 yeah, no. The holes like, of glory. Did I glory. get that wrong? I'm like, no, that's a great idea so that's what we're now calling it it's the official joe and evo holes of glory some lady didn't care for my comments though because some of the holes of glory are down lower so some people are getting on their hands and knees to throw it and some lady was down on her knees and she's like what do you guys call this thing i'm like well you got to get on your knees for the holes of glory she did not care for it. <laughs> and by She's the way, like 60 years old, threw a ball in my face and by the way you don't have to get on your knees some old guy just randomly because the smallest hole you know we made the different sizes of holes and obviously the harder the smaller the hole, the harder, so the better prize you got. Yeah. So some guy just on his own, nobody told him to. Uh, Nelson, you we were standing there watching. Just this guy's probably like in his 
60s, gets down on his hands and knees to try and throw it in the smallest hole. I'm just, And then everybody and started getting, I'm like, what is happening here? Why did you not step in, Nelson? Or is it like watching the Beltline at 5 well, o'clock on, on a Tuesday? You, you, you know you shouldn't stop because it's going to cause rubber banding. But everybody stops and looks at the accident at 5 o'clock on the Beltline on Tuesday. Once you saw the first guy get on his hands and knees, you're like, this is too amazing. I it's can't It's like an stop. epidemic. Well, yeah. Nelson Nelson quoted Brett Bielema when he saw it first happen. He looked at me and goes, man, that's borderline erotic. Like, Nelly, calm down over there. I don't think that happened, but the best part was Ebo and I were practicing on the board before anyone got there. Yeah. And I think, what, I sunk probably two into the five, which was the, the smallest one. Yeah, Nelly put in the five hole a couple times. And uh, people were like, that ball's too big to go through that hole. It can't be made. Beer in one hand. I said, I'll show you how to do it. Turn around, little turnaround, Drained through it. it. Right through. Yeah, no, you were good. Uh, the only two I saw make it into the small cell, Nelson and my seven-year-old nephew, who was draining yeah, him like left and right. So uh, I think kid... those were the only two people that actually did yeah. put it through. The I got to say this. My favorite memory before the game during the tailgate was obviously the holes of glory, but also when this little kid won this a shirt. Funny. It was a seven-year-old kid won the shirt. And... <laughs> Our our We're game so day shirts. Our game day shirts say "Totally Tober." If if you're slow, a little slow on a Sunday, it's supposed to be totally sober, but you're drunk, so totally Tober. And the seven year old kid, Nelly gives him the small, the smallest one we have. The seven year old kid is rocking. Well, the, <laughs> the shirt is a totally Tober. Right. Coors Light logos on right. the back. So you, everyone does it, you know. You Thanks go back, to Coors Light. Yeah, back to school shop, and like you know, I take my kids at Target. What do you do? You hold the shirt up to them. Does this one fit? Yup. Throw it in the cart. Like, the mom was, like, holding the shirt up to Fits the little boy to see if it fit him. She gives him the thumbs up. Puts dude, it on. Dude rocks the Sodaly <laughs> Tober shirt with a huge Coors Light logo on the back of it and walks out of it like he just, you know. It's a true Wisconsin uh, you know, one Hand the kid the size small. Xbox. Hand him the size small and tell him, tell your mom to throw it in the dryer. <laughs> and then he won shots. <laughs> The best state ever. All right, so you had the seven-year-old kid rocking the Sodaly Tober shirts. I saw a bunch of like little kids in strollers there too. I'm like, what is going on right now? I love Wisconsin. Best state ever. That's what's going um, on. Also in Wisconsin, a lot of gambling going on in bars. Yeah, and so- we we put this up. What's the worst? Inspired by news of the weird, this lady's doing bingo. Yeah, so Nelson said this lady went to prison over playing bingo because she validated her parole, and I said she must really love bingo. I don't think it's the worst form of gambling. Nelson said it was. I get his point. It's certainly not the best. So then we started making a list of what's the worst form of gambling. So give us the choices we settled on. Yeah, your choices are the video gambling machines. I have no idea what those are. Those suck. Pull tabs. I'm done with those. Hate them. I'm on a cold spell on pull tabs right now. Bingo. Or shake of the day. <laughs> but we do have this tweet shake in. Shake of the day. Uh, Volative Peak dorky. 15 tweets in at Zone Madison says, the worst form of gambling is hiring Snoop Dogg and hoping for a clean show. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, that, that's how you get on this. You just made the list! Well, which is absolutely ridiculous. You made that story. And then OB tweets in and says, the worst kind of gambling is listening to Joe Miller. Well, that that's just poppycock, OB. Because <laughs> yeah, if, so you, if you listen to me on Saturday, I took Wisconsin. I took Michigan, yeah. and I took the Packers. I don't know what show you're listening to, but I think I pretty much won every bet this week. Well, then so. JD and MSN, JD and MSN says. By the way, he brought us a French toast. Oh my sticks, god, the French with made rum chata, delicious. Oh. Shout out to uh, the Pipeline of the North. Troy came down from Surgeon Bay. There's all kinds of listeners it was a great down there, day man. On Saturday, uh, all kinds of listeners down there. So good to see everyone. Anyways, uh, JD and MSN tweets and says the worst form of gambling is letting OB man the holes of glory. 
Well, it's Nelson's job, yet he rarely <laughs> well, is. OB, like, shoulders me out of the yeah, way. But he likes... OB saw glory holes and wanted in. Yeah. Um, I, I hear you, JD, but to be fair to OB in the process, he's not an employee of our station. He just does that on his own volition. Nelson is technically the paid employee that's supposed to be running the prizes, so... Um, that's between you and Nelson and OB. You can sort that out Saturday. We'll be there again, 12-30, zone blitz pregame. Yeah. Okay, so you just hit the I just you just made the list, the D bag of the week sounder. Yeah. Two questions. I know we're gonna talk about it. Packers obviously get a nice little victory in Dallas. Aaron Jones owns that stadium now. Does Ray Lewis deserve to be on D bag of the week? And does Troy Aikman deserve to be on D-Bag of the Week? Ah, man, those are both good. Um, see, I normally – the Lewis thing, I would say yes, but it clearly blew up in his face because it clearly bothered Zadarius Smith and he had a great game. But that still doesn't excuse Ray Lewis's terrible take that the Packers don't have any leadership on defense and they're, like, just without a captain. Um, it's like Ray Lewis just took a knife and stabbed him in the back <laughs> of Zadarius Smith. <laughs> That's, I feel like that's just a guy that hasn't watched any of the Packer games trying to make a comment. Um, yeah. Because you obviously know that the two Smiths are kind of the leaders the in that, that defensive team. side. Yeah. You obviously just haven't watched the game or followed the Packers. But he at is all. a prof- I mean, he gets paid. He works for the NFL Network. He's one of their highest, you know, rated guys. Just because I, you get paid doesn't mean you watch no, every I, game. No, I agree with you, Nelly. I'm not, but I'm just saying it's his job to know that. The fact that he didn't know that, Ebo, it's it's embarrassing, but is it D-bag worthy? Like, I think Nelson's well, 100% on right. national TV and totally right. disparaged Clearly, what was obvious to everyone that watched Packers football that Zadarius and Preston Smith were right. the leaders of that defense. Clearly, he had, to Nelson's point, it's like we had this, well, I guess to be fair, we did nominate, remember Major League Baseball Network last year during the divisional round of Brewers-Rockies, they didn't get the names of the Brewers players right? Like, Bob Costas is in the Hall of Fame for announcers. He didn't even know how to pronounce Overrated. like half the Brewers' names, which tells me, or told me at the time, he hadn't watched many Brewers games. MLB Network did win D-Bag of the Week that week. So to be fair, even though Ray Lewis may have been the most egregious thing, if it's your job to talk about the NFL and you don't even watch yeah, the Packers tough. play, I think yeah, I'll go for it. It's like, you just made the list! When did he say that on Saturday, Friday, whenever it was? It's like it's like Ray Lewis had this clean suit on with all his takes, and all of a sudden by Sunday, there's this dirty white suit they had to get rid of, like because his takes were so bad, just dirtied him. And as far as Aikman, this one's tough for me too because I don't, I never really got into the whole Buck Aikman why Packer fans were so obsessed. I like over Buck it. and Aikman usually. Um, I they're a bit smarmy at times, but that they're like that for every game. It's not they they don't have an axe to grind with the Packers until. I would say yesterday because, yes, Troy Aikman is obviously a cowboy guy, but I think he's been pretty impartial in the past. I think that kind of went out the window yesterday. I don't know what happened to Troy Aikman. If he kept saying we. He kept saying we a lot. It was a bad day for Troy Aikman. But that is Troy Aikman's team. True. So do you that's, give a tough, a, that's also a tough Do one you give him me. a pass for saying he was very biased? Was he blazed, by the way? Did you see his eyes? It's like he's hanging out with Snoop Dogg, man. Or it's the 20 concussions that he had. He had a lot. Yeah, maybe the CTE got the best of him because he was very, very biased. And I usually like him. Same. I think he's really good. I don't. I never really got the, uh, oh, man, they, they hate on the Packers. I don't think that's the case. But I think yeah. we loose, pencil him in for right now. I'll, I'll put it like an asterisk. I'll put him at the bottom. The Ray AD. Lewis and, and Troy Aikman penciled in, and the AD from Kansas totally on there. Oh, the AD from Kansas, barring something changing right now between now and Friday, which it is only Monday, a lot could change. But th- there, there's no way that dude's not my D-bag this week. Again, you have something called Family Fun Night, and you invite Snoop Dogg to be your performer 
and then you you get upset with the manner of Snoop Dogg's performance and you demand an apology from Snoop Dogg when you bring in a guy who's basically made the last 30 years of his career rapping and singing about strippers and marijuana and money. And what does he do in his performance? Sing about rappers, exactly marijuana, and, and strippers, and now you're offended. Has Snoop Dogg ever changed who he was? Never. And he's been around since 1992. Right. <laughs> and do you think Snoop Dogg, when he got called and said, hey, do you want to perform at this? Do you think it was like, yeah, it's called Family Fun Night. Do you think Snoop Dogg gives a rip that it's called Family? And by the way, if you're, again, if you're having something called Family Fun Night, why are you having a rapper come to your Family Fun Night? Well, I, I just, it doesn't. The Kansas AD is a complete moron for demand. They, they want to censor it. And well, they, I mean, you can have a rapper. Just why would you have Snoop Dogg? Like, Snoop Dogg is not a family-friendly rapper. Snoop Dogg has his his. his we going to have Kid and market. Play? Uh, who, who we have in here? Um, who's the guy that whipping Nene? That's, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna that's have the family-friendly. You're going to have, what's the guy, uh, is, is Little Nas X appropriate? He's, I think he's possibly family-friendly. Um, I only know Was that the Blanco Brown guy? You do the, the Get Up who? song? The, who? The, the Get Up dance? Isn't that country? What's uh, is it country? Is it rap? What is it? It's terrible. I'm just saying, if you're going to invite Snoop Dogg, I don't think you're. I don't think you understand what you're inviting. So uh, <laughs> I have no problem with what Snoop. Dogg I'm sure. Did. I'm sure everyone loved it except the AD and like some old curmudgeon sitting in the crowd. Like, right? How dare you? I guarantee it's the blue hairs. Uh, oh, it's always the blue hairs. Like I retweeted this article at Actions on Radio, and it, like this hilarious. Like the kids, like. People asking, like, are you offended? They're like, hell no. Like, that was amazing. That was awesome. And they're like, dude, are you kidding me? It's Snoop Dogg. Like, who was offended? I, if I was in college and I found out Snoop Dogg was going to play at my schools, you know, where my basketball team plays, I'd be like, this is the greatest night of my life. Mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't be saying this is ridiculous. I'm offended. No, was, I guarantee it was like one blue hair that ruins it for everyone else. Per usual. The boomers ruin it for everyone. <laughs> And then I see this. I thought it was the. Fu- I thought it was awesome when Aaron Jones. I think was going for his third touchdown. Oh, give him wave. a little bye bye. Wave was awesome. That was awesome. And now I see Packer fans saying like, hey, "He's disrespecting the game." Now little kids are going to be doing it at the at you know in high school and middle school. Please. And it was taunting. How dare he do that? I'm like cheeseheads. The haters. They're never mad enough. Aaron Jones hits him with the bye bye. I was loved awesome. It. I loved it. That's I mean you got you got to you got to run a little smack man that's part of the deal so exactly um, a crazy day uh, you know the Lions who now have this monster game in Green Bay next Monday night uh, coming off the bye week you know and hopefully you know like Darnell Savage Jr. just like one example of the injuries like you know he left the game didn't come back he's he's that's a huge loss but he's like walking around on the sideline just like giggling and laughing like. If he was really that hurt, wouldn't he have like been in the locker room like icing it or banging a boot or like? <laughs> so then my question is, why didn't he play? Or was it a thought of, well, we can do this without him? Why, why risk it? But then you know, if you're hurt, why you know, why are you getting treatment? Like, and there was a, like a lot of that. Like Kevin King was hurt, but then he wasn't, and Zadarius hurt, then he wasn't. Like you were so, surprised by Kevin. Well, King Kevin being King, hurt Kevin King got the interception, and then he, I don't think he ever came back with a knee injury. And, uh, yeah, who wasn't hurt? No, Corey Lindsey, Donald how... Savage, Kevin King, Zedaria Smith. Who Geronimo else is on there? Geronimo Allison Allison. Allison. The game. Uh, Robert Tanyan. Mason I mean... Crosby. Mason Crosby. Oh, got... my. Mason Crosby's Ooh. attempt at attack. Ooh. Did you see him get, like, kicked in the hip? He literally just bent down and got in front of the guy. Yeah. He deserved to well, get Well, I mean, he came, he came back, but, yeah. 
There's so many people that just kept going down. I was like, damn, what is going on here? Robert, Ta- did you say Robert Tanyan? Robert Tanyan. So the the point I'm making is I don't you know, yeah right now if they had to play the 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 Lions in three on Thursday night this week they're screwed. I don't know how many of those guys were like would have played if they you know if if Dallas had tied the game or was about to take the lead would you have seen Darnell Savage and Kevin King and Robert Tanya I mean I I don't know so yeah I mean yeah when I, when they were up like thirty what was it when it was they were up thirty one to three why would you bring a anybody? lot of people kept going down and never came back to the field until right. the Cowboys started coming back into the game and then all of a sudden like oh nice to see him back on the field so anyway that'll be the storyline um, that'll be the storyline going into Monday is yeah I mean if 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 six of these guys can't play the Packers are going to be in some trouble um, they could be in some trouble even if they all play I mean right now Detroit. Uh, should probably be undefeated. I think Devontae will be back, and I think those, you know, we'll see what the injury report says this week. But think of it, you had Devontae Adams go ham against the Eagles, 180 yards, 10 catches, career high. Then you had Aaron Jones, four touchdowns, how many, 180-whatever yards. 182 for, total yards yesterday. For Aaron Jones. So there's two playmakers. Aaron Rodgers has the potential. The potential. He will be a playmaker when when needed. And then who's, who else steps up? The Packers are they're starting to get an identity. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, we kind of already knew that. Jimmy Graham? Back-to-back back good back games. To back, and he was blocking yesterday. All right, so we asked this open-ended question to start the show. Who do you think is the best team in the NFC? Does Green Bay earn a spot at the table now? Um, you look at, you know, like the AFC, it's hilarious, right? I mean, the Patriots, just, I don't even know why they even have an AFC. Just put the Patriots in the Super Bowl because – we all know it. I mean, the only team, the only team that maybe could have given them something this year is Kansas City, and they've looked pretty average the last couple weeks. Now, there's still a long way to go. Maybe the Chiefs will be there in the end. But I I can't see home or away New England losing to Kansas City. And after Kansas City, the next best team, are you ready for it? The Oakland Raiders. I mean, give Gruden some credit, but that's crazy. Or the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills build like, down. So the AFC is just brutally bad. Um, then you get to the NFC. We were gonna put like we like to do Twitter polls. We couldn't even do a poll because who would who would be the if you just rounded the list down to four? Philadelphia, Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, you'd have to throw in New Orleans. You'd have to throw in San Francisco, Seattle, and the Rams. The Lions. I said that. I mean, that's eight teams. So you can't even pick four. Like, where does Green Bay fit in the landscape of the NFC right now? I mean, they're they're the they're they're two or three. To me, it's Saints or Seahawks, and then Packers thrown in there. I would say, yeah. I mean, Nelson. I think we said this earlier. I mean, but then what are the Lions? I I think they're. they're I think you'll find out what the Lions are once they play the Packers. Yeah, I mean that game it does a lot for both these teams. I mean, Nelson. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is the reason the Saints are the best team right now in the NFC, but. <laughs> As good as Teddy Bridgewater is, I'm joking. We have a bet going. That's why I'm. He had a great Teddy game. Bridger. He did have a great game. I think I'm going to win studs and duds this week. P.S. Um, th- you got. I mean, they're doing that with the backup when Breeze comes back. It's because their roster is one of the deepest rosters in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, I think it is the deepest roster in the NFL. Um, I mean, that's crazy. The fact, Ebo, to what his point, the fact that in, I don't care how good your backup is, it's a quarterback league. And you only have 45 roster spots. And the quarterback's the highest paid player. You invest all your money in the quarterback if you have a good one. And the Saints do with, with Drew Brees. No team should go 3-0 and with a backup quarterback. 
Like the fact that they've gone three and zero is pretty remarkable. No team in any NFL season ever should. No, the, we always said it right when it was Brett Hundley or when it was any of the Packer backups. Can you win a game? Can you win two games? Can you go five hundred? I mean, this guy Bridgewater hasn't lost since he's been named the starter. That's that's pretty re- remarkable. Yeah. So I would have to say, to me, it's the Saints. I know what you were saying about Russell Wilson. It's pretty incredible, too. He's on pace to have the greatest incredible. season ever for a quarterback. Russ is, he's strange, but he is incredible. So I don't know that I could put the Packers ahead of either one of those teams at this point. But then you look at talent, like which makes what Russell Wilson's doing that much more incredible because I don't really love the Seahawks roster. And there's not a lot no. going on on that roster. The Packers, I think, have a better roster. Um, but Russell Wilson's just playing out of his mind. And I give Pete Carroll credit every time you count that guy – and this is a rebuild year for Seattle, or the Legion of Boom has been broken up, or the 12th man isn't what it used to be. They go out and they win four of their first five games, and they look right now like every yeah. bit of a Super Wasn't Bowl Wasn't the contender. NFL? The NFL is just so crazy. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a touchdown pass the first time this season, only throws for 238 yards, and the defense for the Packers give up 563 yards, and they still win. That's that's insane. Do you think we'll ever see anything like that again this season? Uh, I, I mean, maybe it. in the NFL, maybe not from, I mean, not from green. I mean, no, that's from just, the Packers. Yeah, no, not from the Packers. I would agree there. Had a great time visiting with this fellow on Saturday. It's our pipeline into the North. Yeah. Troy, yeah. Troy, that was, hey. that was a blast on Saturday. Troy, brother. that was awesome, man. And you guys are my fireball friends. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for those shots, brothers. Nice to see you. Nice to put a Bye. face oh. to you. Finally, finally put a face to a name, to a voice. And that was great. And thanks for the opportunity. It was fun. Uh, just, yeah, that was a uh, blast, man. Madison's just always fun. I'm glad. Oh, my wife was supposed to. I'm supposed to pass out a message from my my wife Jenny. She goes, "You guys are the cutest, and your wife is a sweetheart." So please pass out. <laughs> well, I can I can uh, agree with the second part. She is a sweetheart. So, <laughs> I don't, there's only so much you can do with this cat. But uh, hey, a couple of comments about yesterday's game. That first half, I I remember texting somebody and saying, "God, what's the difference between this game and Philadelphia?" And, you know, like the defensive line, I thought, really took away the run game yesterday. And then all of a sudden they had to pass, so it wasn't really a true comparison. But um, remember those holes against Philadelphia weren't weren't there yesterday uh, for for Zeke. Uh, but I, I just – I don't think the Packers have my vote yet for, for uh, crowning the NFC because they're, they're just – you know, first half things went good. Some of it had to do with Dallas uh, – I, I tweeted it, and I tweeted I texted at the end of the game when uh, their field goal kicker missed. Why won't Fox please show Jerry Jones up in the little booth right now? <laughs> so, just kind of like uh, just curious. And, and another comment is I'm not joining the previous caller, one of the previous callers, jumping on the Raider bandwagon. No way. That team is not not playoff bound, and if they are, then um, I'm in trouble. But I'm not jumping on that one. But hey, you'll need, you'll need more guys. fireball than Troy if that's the case. Hey. Hey, great to see you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. And go Bucky, you know, big guy coming up Saturday. And um, Yes, like- sir. Yeah, you're always welcome down here, Troy. All right. Hey, you guys have a good Monday, all right? See you, brother. Thank you, Troy. Yeah. yeah, had a great time visiting That was so Saturday. cool, man. He came all the way down from Surgeon Bay to and come hang out with hours. us. That was awesome, dude. Um, I love it. And, yeah, no, Troy, I don't know that, de- that the Raiders are a legitimate competition. I think what it says, though, is how you could either use the word wide open or bad. That the AFC is like we're trying to figure out where the Packers. I would say this: the Packers are in the AFC. They are clearly the second or third. I mean, it's not even. I mean, New England's the best team, and it's Green Bay and Kansas City who play in a couple weeks. And I would say the winner of that game is the second best team. And the A in the NFC, 
you can go like eight deep right now. Yeah. I mean, like the Eagles have more losses than the Packers, but they beat them. And a lot of people think the Eagles are talking about a deep roster like Nelson was talking about with New Orleans, and he's exactly right. I mean, the Eagles roster is ridiculous, the depth they have. so See, I think they – I would put the Eagles ahead of Seattle because, in my opinion, Russell Wilson obviously is playing out of his he's mind He's just right doing now. it by himself. That the Ross- offense is yeah. Russell Wilson, and their defense is definitely not the Legion of Boom no. anymore. It's far from it, where I feel like Philly's just getting healthy. They, they were so beat up the first few weeks of the season – they can only get better, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. And somebody earlier, uh, by the way, 608-321-1670, who do you think is the best team in the NFC? Somebody said it earlier, and I completely agree. And this is one of the reasons, Ebo, why I picked the Packers to win this game on, on Saturday on our pregame show is that I just I don't buy Dallas. I never did. And I think, to Nelson's point, I think Philadelphia wins this division. I think I don't think Dallas is terrible. But what they went 12 games last year? Like, that's not going to happen. I mean, they're not going to win 10 games this year. Yeah. So, I mean, who's the better? I mean, so if you go down that division, I mean, you have two bloody awful teams in, in Washington and the Giants. I think Dallas is a decent team. Plus, they'll get the benefit of playing the Giants and Redskins four times. So there's four gimmies yeah, right an, there. I think they're an average team. Yeah. I think Philadelphia, I agree with Nelson. I think Philadelphia is the best team. I think the Saints are clearly the best team in the, in the NFC South. I think Seattle, I think it's an interesting, tonight's interesting for me. I'll watch, A, because I'm taking the Browns with the bet. But can if San Francisco, I mean, we're not even mentioning the 49ers in this discussion, best team in the NFC. If they win tonight, they're 4-0. and Couldn't you say the Packers have the best potential to, you know, when the season is nearing its conclusion and the playoffs are rounding around, couldn't you say the Packers have the best to potentially be the greatest in the NFL, or the greatest this season in the NFL because Aaron Rodgers has yet to play a complete yeah. game? I, I, I can buy that. You, but you could all- Aaron Rodgers. I think the offense in general hasn't played a complete game. Yeah. I mean, outside of the Eagles game was just Devontae Adams. The game yesterday was just Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers has had an opportunity to win the game against the Eagles and came up short, but Aaron Rodgers has not even – I don't even think he's reached half of his potential uh, of what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers of the past yet this season. He's looked very pedestrian. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I think he's 15th as far as rating and average yards. So, I mean, he's, But he's, I wonder, is that going to be the norm now, or is that him yeah. just warming up to a new offense? Well, and I mean, that's a good question. And I, I mean, then there's two parts to that is if Aaron Rodgers stays as the 15th rated quarterback in the NFL, can the Packers win? Or we just are so used to him doing it himself for all those years that, you know, I mean, Tom Brady ain't in the top five. He hasn't been in the top five forever. He's got a great team and he does just enough to win when they need him. If Aaron Rodgers stays at 15 all year, the Packers will be a decent team. They will not be a Super Bowl team. They'll be like a wild card team. Yeah, I'd probably buy. It. I mean, because you have to be. You have, at the end of the day, you talk about the good defenses and and this and that. But you look at who's won the Super Bowl or who's even been. You have to be a great quarterback. So I would agree. I, to your point, Ebo. Yeah, I. I don't know if he has to be top five, but top ten stat wise. I mean, they, the offense does have to be better for me to say that they're a legitimate number one team in the NFC. I can't say it right now. I think they're in the discussion. Yeah. I can't put them ahead of the Saints. Probably the Seahawks, and I mean even Philadelphia, because they beat them shorthanded on a short week on the road. And Philadelphia, in theory, is going to be much better five weeks from now if they get all their players back than they were even when they beat the Packers. 
Yeah, I mean, the Packers have the potential to do it just because of Aaron Rodgers hasn't even been going to scratch it yet this season. And um, Russell Wilson can continue to play out of his mind like this. I mean, maybe he can, but he's what's his quarterback rating? 126, 126. right now? Rodgers set the all-time record at 122. So there's no way he can keep that elite level up the entire season. But maybe he can. He's got animal bubbles and Jesus on his side. That's true. And Sierra. And then, um, I don't know, the well, Eagles. What happened to Tebow? Tebow didn't have nano bubbles. Mm, that's the difference. And he kept trying to throw the ball at the devil. That's why, yeah, I, hit, that, that's like why the, I hit the ground so many the, times. The nano bubbles, but that was like, now there's like, it's like White Claw. When it was just White Claw, now there's 90, you know, hard sparkling waters. Is I that feel the like, thing? Rodgers needs nano bubbles? Because I thought he, he only has crystals with uh, Danica, right? Well, I feel like oh, we're yeah, five years late to the nano bubbles party. Isn't that like so 2014? Like, Russ still has them, man. He still, he still dabbles maybe, in the maybe, nano maybe bubbles. Maybe it's still a thing. I got to do some research on nano it's bubbles. carbonated water. <laughs> It's like, but it's the all-time Great Simpsons episode when Homer goes on the when he goes on the Duff Brewery tour and it's got Duff, Duff Light, and Duff Dry in the three tanks. It's just it's all coming out of the same pipe. It's just a Lacroix that tastes like bad Gatorade. It's just in the bathroom. It's tap water, Russell. (laughs) All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. You want to weigh in again? Who do you think right now is the best team in the NFC? Where do the Packers fall? If we did a power rankings. Where would you put uh, the Packers in the NFC? There, there are rankings uh, in college football. We were just looking at some of the rankings during the commercial break. And, you know, Penn State wins. They're back into the top 10. Wisconsin stays and then Ohio State. So you have three Big Ten teams in the top 10. You think Wisconsin should have moved up at all? Yes, but I mean Florida beating Auburn is impressive. I, I don't I, the SEC love fest. It is obnoxious, but it is what it is. So I get uh, Florida jumping Wisconsin because um, you can't really put who else would you? I mean, you can't put Wisconsin above Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. I mean, LSU, maybe. Florida, maybe. I mean, you could maybe make an argument that Wisconsin could be sixth, but I don't think you could get them much higher than that. And I, I mean, I think eight's pretty fair. I suppose. Um, I mean, look, they they handled their business against Kent State, but I mean, you look at what Ohio State did to Michigan State. You know, um, LSU continues to score a ton of points, and then uh, you know, Florida beating Auburn, and it, that was two top ten teams. So, I, how about I think Jonathan it's fair. Taylor, though, man? Well, this is what we've been that talking dude about is this morning. Nuts! Like, you'd have to say right now it's the three quarterbacks and and Jonathan Taylor, right? I mean, mm-hmm. is that if you said that if. Because the kid from Clemson, he's like now at fifty to one. Um, Georgia and LSU with with their two quarterbacks are intriguing. You'd have to think at some point these teams will all take each other out. So then the question becomes: if if the Badgers keep winning and Taylor keeps putting up uh, money, um, so can can he be can can he legitimately at least make it to New York to be one of the Final Four? I saw a side by side comparison through. You know, five games um, compared to Ron Dane. And Jonathan Taylor had, like, edged Dane out in all the numbers. And now Jonathan Taylor also has passed Melvin Gordon for third on Wisconsin's all-time rushing list. He is 4,916 now. Jonathan Taylor is on pace to score 42 touchdowns. The FBS record is 39. That's held by Monte Ball, former Wisconsin running back. And Jonathan Taylor, his work Saturday was in, what, two quarters and some change? Yep. I know it's against Kent State, and they're ranked 130 at 130 for rushing defense, but still, they're trying to stop the guy. 
Well, and, it drives, and you can't be stopped. Yeah, and it drives you crazy. It's it's the right thing to do. I mean, you can't coach and you can't play a you know worrying about getting hurt. I mean, guys get hurt in practice. Guys get hurt lifting weights. So I mean, Jonathan Taylor could have got hurt on the first carry or the thirty first carry. That being said, you still have to play the percentages, and it doesn't make any sense to play him in games like that past the second quarter. But that's where it drives you crazy as a fan because if they left him in there, I mean, he'd have 400 yards and nine yeah. touchdowns, and we'd be talking about the greatest running back of all time today, and it'd be a different discussion. The fact that he's still getting mentions, even though he's only doing this in a half. Now, look, when he plays Saturday, he's going to play the whole game against Michigan For State. For sure. When he plays two weeks in Columbus, he's going to play the whole game. You know, we were just talking during the break. Do we we're, we think that game's going to be? I think we all agree. We think it's going to be a night game. Fox has that weird wrinkle now that it could be eleven, but I don't. I don't. I think it'll still be a primetime game. Yeah, I mean, if he goes into Columbus and has a buck eighty, and Wisconsin wins, or even if they lose within a touchdown, and it's a great back and forth twenty seventeen game. Then I think he moves to either you know one or two on the list. Yeah. I think right now he's probably still four or five. Jonathan Taylor had 16 total touchdowns last year. He now has 16 entering week six. <laughs> if you had a pick, he's phenomenal. One, who would you rather have running the football for you, Jonathan Taylor or Melvin Gordon? Well, we had a poll we saved for the future file. Yeah, I think it's, we're gonna have to break that out. Maybe this is the week to do it. Maybe you saved it to Ohio State. Well, right now with the highs, maybe now's the time to do it. Well, who did MG3 have around him though? You know, well, you had James White yep. the one year. Yep. He had Monte, Monte Ball. Ball. Who's Jonathan Taylor have around him? Garrett Groshek and Nakia Watson. So, what's more impressive, Melvin Gordon doing <laughs> it with James White and and Monte Ball kind of around, or Jonathan Taylor with? Well, here's the thing, though. When and it's a great question, by the way, both of you um, is and this sometimes this is why you know a lot of people. I probably should have just said Cohen from the beginning and not ever got on the merge stream because you go back to Gordon's day. That was when you had to wait your turn, right? Everyone took, you know, Monte went and then white and then Gordon, like people forget like that big 10 championship game where they beat Nebraska by like a thousand points. Yeah. Like Gordon didn't even get into like garbage time. And then he had like 180 yards. Cause he was like the fourth string running back because he may have been the best of the three of them, but you weren't going to, you know, Monte ball. You got to wait, right. You wait your turn. And those like Monte ball and, James White were bad running backs. The difference here is, I mean, who would you play? You know, Taylor is a thousand times better than anything else they have right now. I mean, Melvin Gordon was a freshman when you had Monte Ball and James White. That, that's just an embarrassment of riches. That's ridiculous. I don't think you have four deep that could do what, what Jonathan Taylor's doing. Who would you rather have? So who would, you, that, I mean, I think at up. this point right now, all around running back at this point in their career, Three years in, I think it's Jonathan Taylor. He Jonathan catches Taylor's the ball better out of the backfield. Now, Melvin Gordon can catch it better now, but they didn't use him like that at all. No. And I would say this, too. And, uh, you know, we got the – well, we used to have the picture of old Michael Bennett hanging out here. I, the fastest guy I've ever seen play in person was Michael Bennett. I And there's track speed, and then, and then there's, like, you know, just, like, football speed and, like, running 100 yards on a track – as opposed to in pads with like a 250 pound man chasing, he was different. I'm I'm surprised. I continue to be surprised how fast Taylor is, and that's where dude's going to get his money in the NFL because the NFL values more than anything else speed. And like on that second touchdown run from like the 40 yard line, he was like gliding, but he was like pulling away 
from now again, Kent, Kent State probably doesn't have world class speed athlete guys in their secondary, but they're still cornerbacks. They're still Division One athletes who are probably pretty good athletes. He was like pulling away on a run that he was just trying to eat up a first down, <laughs> and then he breaks through that first pile. And it's like there's nothing between him and the end zone. And he's just like galloping. And he's like pulling away from these quarterbacks who are like doing their best 100-yard dash. Taylor's like making it look effortless. I cannot believe how fast the guy is. He may be the fastest guy I've ever seen He's in incredible. Person. And that's like, why he's on the track team too. Melvin Gordon to me had great acceleration. But he didn't He didn't seem as fast as Taylor. You know, Taylor's straight, sneaky straight fast. Straight ahead. He, I don't think he's as fast Will as Taylor. Will Taylor go down as the best back? I think he's going to be, he's going to be, you only get drafted high if you're special. If you're Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott or Christian McCaffrey, those are the guys in the last couple of years who have been drafted in the first round. He's trending to, I mean, he's going to be one of those guys. Well, Melvin Gordon, wasn't he a first rounder, late first? Yep. He's, Jonathan Taylor is insane. He's going to be a top 10 pick. And yeah, I think because of that speed, that's what they want. And uh, he's faster when I, I mean, I knew he was good. And I kind of knew, I mean, when you heard the whole story about, you know, right, doing track in the offseason and, like, should they let him do track? I'm like, of course they should. Like, the guy's like, if he wants to do yeah. it, let him do it. Go for now it. Now, I mean, like, he, he is oh. ridiculously fast. Here you go, breaking news. <laughs> want me to hit the sounder? Yep, please do. Right on cue, Big Ten football just announced that Jonathan Taylor, running back of the Wisconsin Badgers, is your Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Why do they even have you, the Joe. award anymore? Right on cue, just like that. Um, what number is that for? I think him? it's his seventh. Um, he's the first. Let's see, first Big Ten student, seventh or eighth. Uh, Saquon Barkley is the last Big Ten player to get five TDs. That's pretty good. Uh, he's now a tie. We told him he matched the school record of five TDs, and he's played in 32 games in his career. He has 100 yards in 27 of them. He's insane. He's absolutely um, insane. And then this is a cool stat, too. So coming into the day on Saturday, Wisconsin and only Wisconsin and Oklahoma had yet to trail in a game. The list now only is just the Badgers because the Sooners fell down to 7-0 to Kansas in the first quarter. So only only Wisconsin's the only team to not tra- to not trail in a game yet this year. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think that, well, I, I, maybe, uh, Michigan, uh, state, but I, I, I doubt it. Huh? And, uh, no, they're the only team. No, I'm saying, would they ever be down in Michigan against oh. Michigan state? Oh, they're not going to be down against Illinois, Michigan state at home. I think they get out early. So I, I think they probably, even to your point, they probably keep that going into Columbus in two weeks. I mean, yeah. we, we got till Friday to get a score predictor worked out, but Vegas already opening up at 10. You're a 10-point favorite at home. I I, I don't see a, a much of a letdown this weekend. All right, 608-321. So I pulled up the uh, Melvin Gordon versus Jonathan Taylor 40s because yeah. we both thought Jonathan Taylor straight ahead looks faster. Melvin Gordon was in the 4-5s. Jonathan Taylor, 4-4-2. Wow. Yeah, he's he fast. I, he, he, nobody, well, now he's starting. But when he was a freshman doing what he did, his speed wasn't getting the attention. It was just how great of a, a running back he is. He is ridiculously a good athlete and fast. 